Welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm so happy you're able to join us. So let's get right to it. How are you doing today, Carrie? I'm great. I'm very glad to be here. And thank you so much for the invite. Um, it really is, the pleasure is really all mine. Oh, man. It's, it's a pleasure on both ends because you know what, let, we have to get into it. We have to get into it because I don't want to jump ahead. So let's just go ahead and start with you telling the audience your name, where you're from, what name you write under, and if you use a pen name, why you chose it. I know this a lot. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I'm born and raised in Brooklyn, New York, where I currently reside. Um, no pen name. Um, I really like my name, and I couldn't find one that I wanted to go by, so I was like, okay, <laughs> so I can just do this, whatever. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay, that sums it up. okay, so you're from Brooklyn, that's cool. Now, uh, Carrie, when and why did you begin writing? Um, it, I was very young. Um, I started when I was about 11 or 12. Um, I was so inspired after reading some of the books by L.J. Smith. Some people might know her as mm -hmm. the author responsible for the Vampire Diaries. But I wasn't a fan of that. I read the Night World series and The Forbidden okay. Game and Dark Visions. And I really loved her stories and I really dug her style. Mm -hmm. And it really made me want to write. Cool, cool, cool. So at the age of 11, nice. I like it. I, the more authors I speak with, the more I realize that they, you know, find that niche to write at a very early age. So... Mm -hmm you began writing as a young person, but when did you first consider yourself an actual writer? Um, now there was this quote, now I do apologize if I'm butchering the person who quote this and I don't know who, do, who quoted it, but mm -hmm. I remember reading it somewhere. Like if you wake up and you wanna write and you, you're happy doing it and it's all you can think about and you're just content, and I'm paraphrasing this mind you, Mm -hmm. then you're a writer like forget about making money forget about having anything out that's what makes you a writer first and foremost absolutely and you know I think that can be applicable to anything that you do whatever your passion is that moment that you go ahead and say you know what this is what I'm doing and you're not doing it for the likes the views the shares but you're just doing it because you love to do it then that's when it's yes. you know, something and so I can appreciate you seeing that moment when you said I'm doing it and that's what it is I'm a writer <laughs> <laughs> yeah awesome. now uh are you an independent author are you self-published do are you with a publishing company like what's going on with you no I'm with a publishing company um it's new Brooklyn-based Tethys Night Scott Publishing okay okay and how's your experience thus far um it's great um, I'm one of the first writers that they published, but in about by the end of 2021, um, they're going to be looking for more. So um, it's really great. 
I like the company. Um, I like that they're all about diversity. They're all about, you know, original ideas. Mm -hmm. um, it's really awesome. And it started in my home city, so. So you have We're to run. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Well, I can say from, uh, you know, coordinating with your publisher to get you onto the podcast, they're truly professional, they're timely, and um, I think that they have some good things coming for, for them in the future with their other authors. So I, you know, wish you the best on your journey with them. Now, Thank you. Tell us, what is the name of the book you're currently promoting and what is it about? Um, the book that I'm currently promoting is called The Fox Demon's Kiss. Mm -hmm. um, it features an African-American woman who goes to Japan and just gets in a whole lot of trouble that she never expected. But uh, to sum it up, it works out in the end. She discovers some things about herself and the world and um, she finds love unexpectedly and a really hopeless situation, but yeah, to sum it up in a nutshell. You, you know, Carrie, I don't know if trouble is necessarily the best <laughs> word <laughs> for what happened in that book. Okay, we're gonna roll. <laughs> we'll roll with that, you know, it's, it's your book, so. <laughs> but tell us, please, what is the inspiration to write this book? You know, how did the idea come about? Um, in school, I studied um, English language literature, so I was exposed to a lot of different works. Mm -hmm. And one of the works I was exposed to was some Japanese literature, and that made me want to do some independent study on my own. Mm -hmm. I learned about Japanese folklore, different cultures, huge fan of Japanese animation, which okay. also helped cultivate my knowledge of the folklore. Mm -hmm. um, for instance, like Rumiko Takahashi, she's behind Inuyasha. She brings up foxes, even though her center is like, you know, the series basically focuses on a dog demon, but foxes, or as they say in Japan, kitsune, is really huge in Japan. The folklore and the stories behind them as tricksters, mm -hmm. as demons, as spirits. And I just wanted to sort of like find something original and sort of like merge it with sort of like New York style to, you know, see how they marry. And there you have my book. <laughs> nice. And you know, um, in my review, I mentioned that while I was reading your book, it was during the same time that my husband began playing the ghost of uh, Shushima. And just to see the similarities with the folklore, it was very, um, it made me appreciate your work even more to know the amount of research in, uh, you know, how you have paid attention to detail and a nerd like me, I'm looking up the words. <laughs> like, wait a minute. Okay. I think I, this is what it means, but I want to make sure, or even trying to see how it's pronounced. And um, I think that that is important when you're trying to get a reader to um, delve into another culture outside of their own, because some people can kind of just pass over it and never truly get like what's yeah. happening. Like, yeah, I know totally that agree. at the end, you know, everything is explained, but sometimes, you know, I want to know like right now, like, oh, okay, that makes even more sense now. So mm. I appreciated the, your, the amount of effort you put in uh, your research and remaining true to the uh, Japanese folklore, because it's truly mm. amazing. Thank you so much. I wholeheartedly appreciate that. Oh, yeah. It, even with, you said that your inspiration was partly um, Japanese anime. Uh, so does that 
is that coupled with why you have some of the um, illustrations? Like, yes, because I remember like seeing some Japanese anime, they feature foxes or sort of like human animal hybrids. And we would refer to them as shifters. Like more in America, we have our big thing is werewolves. And, but, you know, when, you know, the werewolves transform, you know, they're, they're hideous monsters. They don't have like that human hair, uh, um, werewolf hybrid look going. They right. just turn into monster and they eat you. But I liked how, right. <laughs> you know, that you can still communicate mm -hmm. as far as, you know, mm -hmm. the, the folklore is concerned. And so I wanted to use some of that. Absolutely. Um, There's no conversation with the werewolves. And, um, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's nothing. Um, and it was, uh, it's hard to really talk without really revealing too much. But one of the things, is that um, being able, he was more comfortable being him in his true form than in the human form or whatever. So uh, being able to embrace both, even though it has, it's like a hybrid, it's not just simply, you know, looking as a fox, but there's fox qualities and human qualities all melded together as one. So I, I like how you brought that to life because you have to really use your imagination to visualize this, especially with the um, how large in comparison to, you know, what humans would be. But it was fascinating for me. Now, um, the book, it encompasses a lot of folklore. Does any of the experiences in the book, is it based on yourself or someone that you know? No. Well... My cousin, I actually based um, Dana's little sister, Nikki, mm -hmm. on my cousin, Nicole. Okay. Not too much because she's not going to try to suit me here. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, she inspired that character. Yes. Okay. Okay. An inspiration, not like a complete <laughs> rendition. You just inspiration. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. So, Gary, what was the hardest part of writing the book? I would say the description, um, mainly because I have never been to Japan. Mm. Um, it's, it's a place where I've always wanted to visit, particularly Tokyo, not Kyoto, but I have. So when I was doing the research, I spent a lot of time um, sort of practicing visualization after seeing some of the photos and trying to just like capture it in words. Yeah. You know, and that saved me about four thousand dollars. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I was like, you know, how they say it, fake it till you make it. Yeah. So that was really hard. Um, Kyoto, based on the photographs, um, it's a really beautiful place. I think everyone should visit it at least once. Mm -hmm. I would definitely like to visit, go there in the future. And I definitely was able to visualize the descriptions are just so there, there's so much detail, you know, that you encompass and even, especially when you're discussing the mountains and, you know, even though it was in the winter time, it still was so beautiful in that season. And you can only imagine how much more beautiful it was in the spring and summer. And um, hopefully, I don't know, I think, I think we should get that. I don't, 
we'll get back to that. But I think, <laughs> <laughs> I think we'll be able to get that, but you know, who knows? Now, mm-hmm. that's about the hardest part. What was the easiest part for you? Uh, the easiest part was the dialogue. It really flowed. Um, I, um, I really enjoyed it. Uh, some parts I wanted to do serious, but I also wanted to sort of like break the ice um, with sort of Hiko's part because I guess, you know, as, as, as the hero, you know, I guess you always want a serious hero, but sometimes I try to throw in, you know, parts where he's being sarcastic or oblivious to yeah. try to like, sort of like get him out of that character every so often. Absolutely. And, um, you know, I think that helped me and uh, my likability and, and how I, how much I became, you know, on his team because like, okay, he might be classified as this, but at the more he speaks and the more you hear of his story and his background, the more you like him and yeah. you, know, you learn his pain and you understand a little more why he is the way he is versus going off of perception and yes. actually get to know the person on the inside. And that's when you can truly make a determination of how you will welcome or not welcome that person in your life. And so I love yes. the way that you brought that out with him because he is a very complicated individual. <laughs> Now, um, did you learn anything in the process of writing your book? Um, I learned that when you're writing, definitely give it time. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually wrote this seven years ago. Wow. Um, and I took a break from writing for a while, you know, because when I went to get my master's and work and before I offered it up to be published, um, I probably looked over it about three times Mm -hmm. and it's a long book. So after a while I was bored with it, I started to hate it Um, because I kept reading it and, you know, just to try to clean it up. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's certain things um, I tightened up towards the end, but you know, you won't be able to do it or perfect it as much without dedicating the time to do that. So I would say, don't be in a rush, try to, really give your craft as much care as possible. I can respect that. I like that. Give it time. Don't rush it. Let it come out when it needs to. Absolutely. Wonderful. And you say that you, you know, after uh, probably because it's your project and that, you know, you began to hate it is like, I was so captivated. Like (laughs) I'm telling you, if I could have had enough time in the day where I didn't have to do other, you know, functions as a mother, as a wife, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and just sit sit and read, I probably would have completed it in one day, but, um, I probably say I, 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 between the course of the two days, it didn't take me any more than maybe three to five hours to read the book. And I'm like, I just can't get enough. I just have to keep turning. Like, wait, I got to go to bed. <laughs> wait, I got to go do this. Like, no. It's oh, that's, that's very, that's very flattering. I'm very happy that you said that. <laughs> I, like, like, I, I was captivated from the beginning to the end, especially like as soon as we get on a train, it's all over with from there. <laughs> but, um, Besides, you know, what you learned, is there a message in your novel that you would like for your readers to grasp? Um, this is probably a common message that's in a lot of book, uh, books out there, but I think it's still important and still um, 
holds weight even today. I would say don't judge a book by its cover and certainly let a person's actions speak for them. Because, um, you know, for me, Sotohiko's character, he has a strong resolve, but I don't think it's enough for him to say that. I try to like put in the story things that he does mm -hmm. to really shows that he's his sincerity mm -hmm. without giving it too much away. Mm -hmm. um, and I feel like, you know, that's, those are important traits that we all should look for in people, friends and anybody who we wanna have in our lives, genuine good people. What are the actions versus their words? I certainly definitely agree with that. Um, Rodrigo was, he's, he's quite amazing. And, and, and it's just from, you know, the idea that I'm, one of the things that he says is like, you know, I can see how you feel that way, but you would have to determine if that's what I am. And, you know, I can't tell you, you know, you can tell somebody who you are, but if they refuse to believe it, then, you know, that's on them. Yeah. Type thing. So, you know, it's, it's definitely um, an interesting concept because, you know, when you think of a demon, you're, you're thinking, okay, what am I about to get myself? Into? <laughs> <laughs> like, what am I doing? <laughs> but, um, but again, I think that the message that you would like for your readers to grasp is an important one that we can apply in our everyday lives. For sure. Now, Carrie, if you had to do it all over again, would you change anything about your book? Well, um, I I initially meant for it to be uh, a standalone, mm -hmm. um, while also, you know, get, leaving an opening where it could move forward. Mm -hmm. um, but that might have been a mistake because I've been asked, <laughs> can we like, well, what happens to them? Um, can we see them again? And I'm already working on something else. So, um, <laughs> so I'm like, oh, okay. So maybe at some point in the future, maybe we'll see them again uh, based on requests. I said, if I get about 10 more people, I was like, all right, fine. Okay. Well, let but me, I'm, I'm close. <laughs> I need 10 more people. Y'all listening, listen, I need 10 more people to go ahead and hit Carrie up and let her know we need another book. Okay. <laughs> No, but um, I think that that's, um, it's funny because I took this writing class before from an author who's published um, in a traditional sense. And he was saying that there's never just one book. There's always an opening somewhere, somehow that even if it's not going to be a sequel, it could be a prequel, it can be a, you know, a standalone, but you can add additional characters like it's never just one book. So um, even if we have to wait, I'm willing to wait <laughs> because you, you have to write what comes to you. And if you're on another project, I'll accept it for now. But in the future, <laughs> if we could, please. No, I would love to see the story continue. However, it was written in a way that even if the story doesn't continue, I'm not disappointed. And I think that's important as well. Even if you're gonna leave that option available, I don't wanna be disappointed in the end. I still want everything, <laughs> you know. I, I got, that's the fear with continuing it. Like the next book, you're like, 
or did they mess it up? <laughs> uh, did they get, get it right? Is it trash? Is it terrible? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that, that's like, also the piece, or is it any? Is, can we top what's already happened? <laughs> you know. So. But yeah. definitely, um, you know, I, I definitely understand that you have other projects and things come up, especially if you know you wrote the book seven years ago. You know, things have changed and. Um, I've noticed a lot of writings are focusing on, um, you know, social injustice and things like that. So the times kind of motivate and change which directions you want to go in. So either yes. way, you know, I'm expecting more work from you. Thank you. You're definitely talented and, and I, I just cannot wait. So um, how many books have you written? Um nine nine well okay now are these um readily accessible or uh no um when i was young um before i had a computer i just took out that loose leaf and that pen and i just went to work yes. uh so i mean obviously i was have to make some changes because you know 36 year old carrie and you know maybe 13 year old carrie's writing is a bit different and it should be thank <laughs> absolutely God. um so um, so there's a few things that I hope to, with, you know, the publisher's approval, because they have the final say, oh, absolutely. um, they decide, okay, well, well, can we make some money off of this? Because I'm very passionate about writing, but it's also, it's also a business. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> so, yeah. um, so if I get approved, I would like to sort of like give those other stories a chance to get some limelight. Absolutely, absolutely. It's, it's nice to know that um, despite how many that are actually published, that there's so much creativity, you know, that's within you that you've already, you know, brought it to life. And it's just a matter of time because we, we're going to manifest that and speak it into reality <laughs> before, you know, the next books um, become published. And um, again, I wish you the best on that, especially considering you've written nine books. I love it. Absolutely love it. Um, now, out of those books, of course, I know they're not all published. Which is your favorite? Um, the one that I hope to publish in 2021 when I um, pitch it. Okay. Um, I can't give too much away. Oh, of course. Uh, but I, I will say that, you know, it does feature aspects of social injustice. Mm -hmm. um, I want to include that. It wasn't included heavily before, but I, I believe given the political climate that we're in, it's really important to sort of like mention that and make readers aware. I mean, some, some are already aware, but even if they're already aware, you know, they can appreciate, you know, somebody reaching out and acknowledging that. Absolutely. And you know, you never know who is in your audience and they may not know, and they may need some education. <laughs> And, yeah. it, and that's why it's important that we have books and literature because when you choose not to acknowledge what's right in front of your face, sometimes delving into the fictional world, or even if it's on a nonfiction basis, but it's on these pages, you're more readily and more apt to accept what's happening and you have time to digest it yourself yes. before it just being thrown into your face. You're digesting it at your pace and at your level. And hopefully after, you know, reflecting on what you've read, it makes a difference. Yes. 
Absolutely. That's my hope. Uh, but right. people just it might just go over somebody's head but that's fine it just might you never know yes 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 now um i think i already know the answer to this question but um do you plan on releasing any other books in the future yes <laughs> um i hope that i can just probably do three because as much as i love writing um I'm sorry about that. Mm -hmm. um, as much as I love writing, it takes a lot of time. Absolutely. Um, some people say that they can finish a book with, finish writing a book within four months. And I was like, whew, you know, this book, it, it took me a year. Mm -hmm. um, with changing things and making sure that things made sense, it took some time and I like to take my time. I know I might have to speed it up, but yeah, it is a lot of work, even yeah. if you love it. Yes, yes. And um, even with that, because I know you're working with a publisher, so there's going to be deadlines and, and things that you have to adhere to, but you have to make sure it's right. And yes. you turn in something and it's just not where it needs to be yet. And trash, hopefully, total trash. <laughs> hopefully, you know, you're, you're working with a publisher that, understands that and realizes that like okay I know we said this but I think we need to do this type thing and you know everyone's on the same page and um with the hope of understanding that it's right when it's right you know yes and, and sometimes it just takes a little bit more but um again I wish you the best in your uh relationship with your publisher and I'm sorry pronounce it for me again Tethys nice guy okay. yeah yeah, Tethys Night Sky. Yes, uh, my experience with them thus far, I really, I really like them. <laughs> so <laughs> I hope it continues that way for you as well. Now, um, I know it's early in your published writing career, but what separates you from other authors in your genre? Um, I think authors all like to think that we're severely unique and maybe in some aspect that's true, but there's always something that sort of like ties us all together. I think for me is um, I'm really heavy into inclusion. Like I really want to include characters from different races in my book. Mm -hmm. I find that sometimes when I read books, um, there's not, or maybe I haven't read one that was like really heavy, all inclusive yet. Mm -hmm. um, and if anybody knows that they can rec recommend it. Um, but I, I feel like even when I was doing research about Japan, there's just so much richness in other cultures mm -hmm. that we don't get to see often. And I think it's worth learning about. So I want more diversity. I want more characters. Mm -hmm. I want more people involved. So, um, and if there's another author like that, you know, then they're a kindred spirit of mine. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, you know, it's important because even with my book club, I speak about how life is about perspective and looking at it outside of your own. And that's how we learn to um, be better and how we grow and improve to be the best versions of ourselves. If we only focus on what we know, we'll never, you know, you, you're limiting yourself. Yeah. You, you need to you have to definitely expand, go outside the box yeah. and really like do and, your research. And learn something different. And you just might understand 
why things are the way they are once you start looking at it outside of your own perspective. So I definitely understand the need for diversity when reading. That's why I like to read all types of genres. I don't want to stay, you know, in just one, or I only want to work, read um, uh, large publisher, publishing companies, or I'm not going to mess with independents, or I'm not going to work with the the smaller ones because there's so much, like there's no way possible I can read every book that's ever been written. I I just won't live long enough for it. However, (laughs) I want to read as many as I can in across a, a wide spectrum to improve my quality of life yes you know and, and, that's, and what, that's definitely a good thing I, I would I would recommend that to anybody to sort of like consider having a more diverse repertoire of books um, because you you never know there's always something new to learn or to grasp or to appreciate yes 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 now what's your experience with um, working with others in their writing committee community excuse me. well I would say in the writing community I think most writers for the most part they've been very supportive and helpful mm-hmm. um, but writing is so subjective so I would advise anybody to be careful um, for example like sometimes with mainstream publishers I like a lot of the work that they produce Mm-hmm. But I don't always agree that some of them should be bestsellers, mm-hmm. but I still enjoy it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that's where it comes in with being diverse and being open because, you know, sometimes when you have exposure, it depends on new marketing capabilities and things like that. Mm-hmm. So sometimes you really have to dig deep and be open. And with the writing community, it gives you that. Because you stumble upon writers who's interested in writing about a whole world of different things. And it's interesting. It's fascinating. It might not necessarily be um, the next New York Times bestseller, but it's still worth reading and giving it a shot. And you have to, I think it's worthwhile to be open and because even with some reviews, um, even when I've done reviews, I try not to let my own personal preference get in the way. I try to hold back and try to see the work for as it is. And sometimes with reviewers, they rate something based on what they like in their preference. And I guess that's where we get the subjective notion, but it's very important to be open. Absolutely. And you know, um, even with, with how I write my reviews, I don't say, it was good, it was bad. That's that's really not what it's about. I write my review with what spoke to my soul, what touched me, what message I received from the writing because no matter how good or how bad the writing was, you can always get something from it. And I think that's- I totally what, agree. That's what reviews should truly be about because that's how you gain multiple perspectives. But once you start bashing someone's work who put- untold number of hours into producing Mm. I just think that is absolutely crazy and Mm. I think that a lot of times because of clout chasing and things like that that that's how some reviewers begin to review and they're like oh they're they're really you know harsh so I would love to see what happens with it you know it's all all about that and I just rather not see it that way and additionally 
the whole star system like i i don't think that should even is like is just crazy i just wish that people would tell more what they got from the book versus i didn't like it because there's books i've read this year and in years prior that i didn't like but i still got something from it and if you focus yeah. on that it's better no different than focus on the positive you know you you think positive positive things happen <laughs> negative things happen so that's just me i can go on and on about that so <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> Um, now, do you have any advice for other writers? I would say you certainly have to have a thick layer of skin, more like steel, <laughs> and also be open to suggestions and keep writing. Yeah. Um, a lot of times writers, you don't want to have the attitude that you're the best writer in the world and no one can tell you anything you do want to take, I mean, sometimes it's not bad when someone mentions what they don't like or what they found problematic mm -hmm. because you can use even the negative sometimes to help, you know, strengthen your process. But you won't be able to get there unless you write and you have something out there for people to cultivate. Yes, yes. And, and when you say, you know, take the negative too, absolutely. It, but you have to be balanced. Don't just yes. Don't just bash. But if there was <laughs> something like, if there was something I would like, it would be this type thing. And I know that's like you know, um, we don't want to stroke people's egos and things like that. But everyone has something that they can approve upon. There is there there is no perfection in this in this world. And once. No that and know that yeah I always can build upon this you know I it, it's, it's a complicated situation but definitely you should be able to take um, criticism and feedback I think it's more so your intent is your intent yes. to help me improve or are you just trying to drag me if that's well case, said well said <laughs> there's a lot of draggers out there yes yes <laughs> <laughs> all right now, um, what's your favorite book of all time, Carrie? That's a very hard question. I like so many. I just, I can't say one and I feel like the other book is looking at me with judgmental eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I, that's what I, I'm, maybe that's the, the downside to being so open to it. You can't really choose. I mean, there's so many great works and so many great works I've yet to read. Yes. So. I can't say, I know that was a very poor response. Actually, I don't think it's a poor response because I don't even have an answer to that question. And I would, <laughs> I would say that it would be more so my favorite book as of now, or, you know, through this year, what book, you know, appealed to me the most. I probably could answer that question, <laughs> but uh, favorite of all time, I don't have, I have too many. I, I, I can't say right now because so many different books have, helped me get to be where I am now and um you know I respect them touching me and moving me and helping me grow to be the best version of myself so yes I, you know I can't just say it's just one that would be my favorite but I can say of late what speaks to me the most so, ah. so I, I can take that answer believe it or not <laughs> now um are you reading anything now uh, yes, um, I'm currently reading uh, Vampire Hunter D, 
Okay. Um, which is by uh, Hideyuki Kikicho. He, it's um, it was written um originally in the late '80s, and a lot of the, his books were inspired by some of the Hammer Horror of the '60s, featuring Christopher Lee and some of the old vampires, where they were actually monsters mm-hmm. and not, you know, dateable characters like you see today. Yeah. Um, they they kill you. So. Mm-hmm. I think it's, it's based on a very dystopian society and it's very interesting. And one thing about me is when I start a series, now this is my love-hate relationship. Um, if I start a series, I have to finish it. Mm-hmm. And there's like 29 books to this series and I'm on 14. Well, so, well I mean, goodness, I mean, you're, you're making it though. <laughs> I don't know if I would, I don't know. That's, that's some commitment there. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm, I might have to take a break at some point to give something else a chance. Yeah. But yeah, that's what I'm reading currently. Okay, nice, nice, nice. Now, after all of that is said and done, and we talked about, you know, the Fox Demons Kiss, your experience with your pop publishing company, Tethys Night Sky Publishing, um, the writing community, is there anything else specific you want to say to your current and future readers? Um, I would like to say thank you for your support. Thank you for looking at the cover of my book and be like, oh, let me just see what it's about. Thank you for giving me a chance to sort of like share my story. Um, I know the goal is to make money, but I think, I think it's really something wonderful when you can share your work with others. And it's, it's just as simple as that, where you can share your work with others and you made them happy or you gave them some sort of escape, no matter how temporary, from the chaos that we're in now. Yes. It, thank you. And, you know, I would like to just thank you because this beauty here, guys, I'm telling y'all, you have got to check this out. This is Carrie's first. I'm certain, I'm confident it will not be her last. <laughs> And I look forward to what else you have to offer us. It's been wonderful. I I did not realize it was Christmas Eve when I set the date <laughs> interview. I was just like, oh, Thursdays, the kids are gone. And guess what? The kids are home. <laughs> so I do apologize, but thank you for um, remaining with the commitment to it. And I hope I haven't encroached too much upon you on Day. No, you, you, the pleasure was all mine. I'm very happy for the invite. I look forward to your future interviews and that'll let me know who else I can pick up and read about. So thank I'm very grateful and extraordinarily humbled. Thank you. Thank you so much. Now, please tell us how can we stay up to date with Carrie Moore? Um, you can follow me on social media and we'll provide a link. Um, Follow me on Tethys Night Sky, Twitter, Instagram, and my Facebook page. And you can also subscribe to the site uh, from um, updates on my new book or even my blog. And I'm also on Goodreads. And I respond <laughs> to people's awesome. questions. Awesome, awesome, awesome. That's nice, especially when you're able to um, connect with your readers and um, oh, I love that with them and everything. I think that's very nice when authors have that ability 
Um, I know sometimes the authors get so big where they can't do it as much. So I hope you truly embrace these moments right now when you still have the time, you know, to have that intimate relationship with your readers because that's what it's makes great, you know, continue to write and have that uh, motivation. But I certainly appreciate you joining us today, Carrie. Thank you so much. It was wonderful. I loved your book. And I'll definitely have many, many more things to say about you in the future, I'm sure. And um, this will be available on many outlets. So hopefully you'll get Thank gain. you so much, everyone. And, and happy people. holiday. Yes. And don't forget, we need 10 more people to inspire uh, <laughs> this, this, this continuation somehow, some way. It might be, you know, a standalone something. I don't know, but 10 more. It's up to y'all. I did my part. <laughs> you know where to find me. Okay. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful day. Thank and you everyone, happy too. holiday. And to my listeners and viewers, as always, happy reading. And I will catch you guys next time. <laughs> Bye. Bye.